Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. It's 419-794-3030. Online, ARHQ.com. Today on the show, are bonds getting it done in your retirement portfolio? If your 401k is still down, why it might be time to finally talk with a financial advisor. And investors that are worried about the stock market, we've got some moves that you might want to make. But first, let me check in with the man himself. You heard me just say one name at the start of the show. We are, uh, it's just the two of us. Going to spare you the singing that we did before the show. But uh, Nolan, glad to be with you. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Chris. It's uh, good to be here. So it is kind of like a blast from the past. You know, I've been here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSPD, for a little over 20 years. But uh, a lot of our listeners, they may not know, is I grew up uh, about an hour west in the town of Bryan, Ohio. So my radio career... Uh, on financial services talk actually started when I was 19 all by myself. Wow. I'd go in on a Saturday and <laughs> they'd let me run the studios and we had uh, eight tracks to make commercials. So it was kind of cool. Uh, it, it is good to be here. And also in addition to that, I think uh, I wanted to make sure that I gave a special thank you to the 180th Air National Guard Base uh, here in Toledo. Last weekend, we had our scout camp out. Uh, as many of you know, my youngest son is finishing up kind of his requirements to become an Eagle Scout. So we had to check off a couple of camp nights. And I can't think of a, a better opportunity than spending the weekend over at the 180th. Um, we went into the airplane hangar. They had the F-16s. And, you know, you could hear the rumble of the jets on the outside. And so after spending a little bit of time watching the jets uh, inside the hangar and learning about uh, everything from the ejection seats to the missiles and some of the equipment that they use, uh, they opened up the hangar wing to the jets, and then we just got to watch them uh, shoot off. So wow. I, from a firsthand perspective, was uh, m- one of the most amazing things. So, you know, we really thank our veterans, thank our military, mm-hmm. and uh, even the first responders that are out there. It was a fantastic event uh, uh, for our Boy Scouts of America here and getting to experience uh, a little bit of military taste and uh, giving thanks back to our, our active duty military. So thank you so much, 180th. You know, of course, as a veteran in a business, America's Retirement Headquarters is always grateful for the veterans. Nolan being a veteran himself, you know, thank you, obviously, for your service. And yes, always, always good to give back. And, and that actually kind of ties in, uh, perhaps, to, to what we're going to start with. Because uh, as we all know these days, it is not just a national economy we have to focus on. It is a global economy. And there are some things across the ocean that are giving people a little bit of concern. Uh, the Israel-Hamas war. What does that actually mean for retirement investors? Well, recent history has shown that the markets, they have a track record of mostly absorbing geopolitical conflicts, but as tensions continue to rise, what's your advice for listeners and for clients? Uh, it definitely has been a, a bigger topic of conversations with people asking me about you know, the Israeli conflict and the impact on the stock market. You know, What is the Hamas war going to mean for my retirement? These are things that I think are the, the top of news. Number one, first of all, let me give you the best tip and advice that I can give you today. If you're concerned, what you should do is schedule a review with your financial advisor or 
get a second opinion. Um, people that you know get together and talk with us, here's exactly what we do. Number one is we can stress test your plan. So we can run you know different environments and determine what could be the possible outcomes you know if the market did start to go down you know how much would be the maximum drawdown inside of the portfolio and then what we can do is we can take you kind of through a series of questions it's like going to an eye doctor that says you know do you like this investment better than this one or this mm-hmm. one or that one and what it does is it helps you determine what your personal risk score is you see what i find is oftentimes people's personal risk score does not match up with how their investments are allocated. And that could be the audience that is at risk to make an abrupt change if and when something bad happens. And you want to make sure that your plan matches up with what your personal risk level is. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that your plan is going to help you optimize the results to achieve the outcome. You know, you could be a very conservative investor, but sitting all in cash may not give you enough growth and income potential to have the money last forever. And I think that's why stress testing the plan uh, can be a great solution. So again, if you're concerned about that, maybe you want to get a second opinion, ARHQ.com is a way that you can uh, find out information about our farm or give us a call 419-794-3030. I know for the first five callers, we'd be more than happy to give you an independent portfolio analysis. But when we dive a little bit deeper into this and we're looking at the Israeli-Hamas war and the conflict that's going on right now, I think what we need to understand is stocks are going to be influenced by geopolitical events. You know, it could be Ukraine and Russia, and it could be other things that we've seen happen throughout time. I mean, wars are nothing new, and the performance during such of these events can widely vary depending upon kind of the nature of the event. You know, look at the impact of, say, 9-11 and what happened here Mm -hmm. versus maybe other impacts of things that we've seen in the global or regional economy. In general, there's a couple things, I think, to take into consideration. Number one is expect market volatility. These events often lead to increased volatility. Sudden developments and unexpected news really can cause sharp price movements for stocks. You know, traders can react to these events by buying or selling rapidly. It can lead to rapid price swings. So it's kind of like running the fire safety drill. You know, if the market does near-term sell-off, what happens is the market will often, you know, overreact. Some people fear volatility, but volatility, if used correctly, can create uh, a buying opportunity. Now, the second thing that you're going to see is you're going to see flight to safety. You know, in times of geopolitical uncertainty, investors are going to seek more safe havens. Uh, That could be things like precious metals, U.S. treasuries, uh, defensive stocks, maybe utilities, consumer staples. It can lead to a decline in stock prices in general, especially in maybe more risk-sensitive sectors like technology or consumer discretion. So, again, knowing what you own and knowing how you're allocated. Uh, Number three, sector-specific effects. You know, different sectors could be impacted differently. Uh, We've seen defensive stocks that could benefit from increased geopolitical tension, while uh, international companies with exposure to that particular region uh, could face more challenges. Uh, The energy sector, it could be influenced by changes in the oil supply uh, due to the conflicts. Uh, You can see currency impact. Uh, I also spoke with a client that came out to our economic summit the other day. Uh, He had recently spent a a month with his family uh, who were in Argentina. 
and he said that the ratio of uh, currency uh, a year ago versus today was, you know, it's three times more expensive today than what it was a year ago. And in fact, just in the month that he was there, he also said that the prices continue to, to be impacted uh, in that area, again, by currency exchange rates. Uh, market sediment, really, again, Investors are going to play a critical role when we think about the fact that the, the stock market is just an all-day auction. So the more people to show up to buy, the higher the price is going to go. The more people show up to sell, the lower the prices are going to go. You know, if the market believes the geopolitical event is going to be short-lived or have middle impact on the economy, stocks may recover quickly. Again, it, that's why it may create that buying opportunity that I was talking about earlier on market volatility. However, if the market sees this as kind of a long-term threat and leads to uncertainty, uh, stocks may experience prolonged volatility or declines. Usually what happens is the market can handle good news and it can handle bad news. The market in general just doesn't like uncertainty. Then we have the global economic impact, you know, things like trade disputes. You could have economic sanctions, large-scale conflicts. Those things can have a more significant global economic impact. It can cause an effect on things like corporate earnings, you know, companies that could be impacted by those type of economic sanctions or conflicts in that region. Um, government policy response. You know, we've seen, you know, how the governments are going to respond to those geopolitical events. They can make uh, different market reactions, uh, announcements in public policies, sanctions, trade agreements, those type of things can influence stock prices. And again, using an example, the U.S. sanctioned Russia when they went to war with Ukraine. And you could see the impact uh, immediately impacted with uh, companies that were, you know, traded through stocks or mutual funds or ETFs that were Russia-based, especially when the U.S. market said, no, you can't buy or sell those stocks. You know, those prices really were directly impacted by those measures. And then again, the, the timing and duration. So the timing and duration of these geopolitical events, you know, although they may be short-lived, could have temporary impact, prolonged uh, uncertainties can have sustained drag on the market. It's Again, it's all about getting you positioned. It's about getting you positioned to not only survive and thrive in these type of times. So going back to my number one advice for you today, you know, if you're concerned about uh, the Israeli-Hamas war, if you're concerned about Russia-Ukraine and the impact that that could have on the market, the number one thing that you should do right now is schedule a review with a qualified financial professional that focuses on your area of need. You know, if it's retirement, that's what here at America's Retirement Headquarters we do. Maybe you have an advisor. Maybe you're not getting the advice that you need. Schedule a second opinion. It never hurts to get a second opinion. You know, what we can do is we can stress test your plan. We can help you establish a realistic goal and make sure that your portfolio is positioned to accomplish the end goals on what you want to do. And again, you know, for the first five callers, we'd be more than happy to have our team provide you uh, feedback on an independent portfolio analysis. You know, it's really easy when uh, news, especially on a global scale, dominates uh, the headlines and then you can feel powerless and, and wanting to take control of things and just going blindly about it, probably going to do more harm to you than, than you know, having a tactical plan in place. So my advice, take advantage of the second opinion take advantage of this this portfolio analysis. Uh, be one of the first five callers right now and schedule a time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. You can also find out more about the entire team at ARHQ.com. How do you feel about the economy these days? If we believe that things are bad, you know, we may start cutting back and 
actually help bring on a recession. But if you want a solid opinion, you may not want to watch the financial news. This all happened in one day on CNBC. I think this economy is cooking. On the whole, we have a strong economy. This is the weakest, quote unquote, bull market in the last 60 years. All signs are incredibly positive, and we are, of course, bullish. So, yes, we do see signs that things are weakening. And we think we'll see a rally, maybe not in October, but definitely by year end. And again, I want to reiterate, this isn't flipping between the channels. This is all on CNBC in the span of less than 24 hours. So who are you supposed to believe these days, and how do you help your clients make sense of all the noise that's out there? Uh, there is. I mean, there's so much noise that, that is out there today, and it can lead people to make these short-term emotional mistakes. I can tell you, you know, in my 29 years of experience, the clients who ultimately, you know, look at things on a daily basis and watch the financial news have historically been the ones that are more short-term emotional reactions to what the market is. Um, I know for a fact, I used to go over to my mom's house and, you know, her and my stepdad would sit there and uh, every time I walked in the house, it'd be Fox News on. And, you know, I do watch Fox News. I, I admit that. Is, but I watch it in little pieces. Mm -hmm. um, if you have that on in the background all the time, it can absolutely drive you insane, making you to make an emotional decision. In fact, I was blessed recently in the last month. I had the opportunity to go out to Yale University, and I got to listen to Professor Dr. Roger Ibbotson and also uh, Professor Getzman. And one of the interesting things in, is during that interview process that I did with them is we talked about, you know, what have they learned during their, you know, professional career in one example of that is with Dr. Professor Getzman. He is the professor of finance and management studies, faculty director of the International Center for Finance and faculty director for asset management. So has an MBA for executive program as well. So somebody, you know, who, who's done this for quite some time. And in fact, he was also one of the students for Dr. Ibbotson. But he did a 20-year study and looked at the, the study of behavioral finances and, you know, what he told me is that he had found that the people that watched financial news on a regular basis made more short-term poor decisions. So, you know, the one thing I would tell you to do is, you know, kind of turn off the financial news. We live in a society, whether it's Facebook or TikTok or TV, where there's somebody constantly in your face trying to, to tell you about a financial decision that you should make. And you know, the first thing I would tell you to do is skip to the end, skip to the end of the video. What are they trying to sell? What's mm. the promotion? What are they trying to do? Um, but we believe in an educational process. We believe in kind of educating them to make, you know, smart decisions versus a knee-jerk reaction to what the market is. And that's why I really believe that everybody needs a financial coach. Emotions can significantly impact your investment decisions and potentially hurt the financial outcomes in several ways. First of all, what you could do is you could overreact to market volatility. You know, emotional responses like fear and panic, they're going to lead investors to make impulsive decisions during market downturns. Selling assets at the bottom of a market decline can result in significant losses. Uh, I had a conversation earlier this year, which was somebody who had come to our uh, event that we had talked about at a university class about retirement planning strategies, this gentleman had come in, and in October of last year, October of 2022, he had sold off of his investments because he said enough is enough. 
you know, this was like six months later when he came in to talk to us at our office and he had moved all of his money to a cash position. Well, the reality is, is if you looked at October and six months later, the stock market was significantly higher. So now he missed all that rally. And now he's got even a worse decision. You know, do I jump back in hoping that the market continues to go up mm. or it could sell off and go down? The other thing is you got to watch out, number two, is overreacting from market trends. So on the flip side, emotions have, you know, things like greed that are associated. And what this can do is this can cause investors to ignore warning signs or dismiss the need for diversification when markets are performing well. It can lead to missed opportunities and increased risk. So here's what you're going to do, folks. Stay out of the herd, Right. You want to stay out of the herd and don't follow those trends. Sometimes when everybody else is going left, it may be a good opportunity to go right. I also tell people you don't want to be the last one left at a party either. So, again, you know, you want to be careful about chasing performance number three. Investors who make decisions based upon the emotions may be tempted to chase the latest, hottest investments or sectors without conducting proper research. You know, it's going to lead to buying assets at inflated prices, suffering losses, you know, when the trends reverse. We can see this uh, going back as uh, the 2000 technology.com bubble burst that happened. Uh, it actually goes back to the tulip crazes, I think, back in the 1600s, you know, when the price of tulip, one tulip was more than what the salary was of a soldier for a year. So you've got to be careful about chasing performance. Number four is loss aversion. So emotions, particularly fear of losing money, can help investors be overly cautious, causing them to avoid necessary risk. This might lead them to be under-diversified and have an emphasis on low-yield, safe investments. And I believe that as you get older, it's a good idea to have safe investments, but you don't want to run out of money slowly, safely. You need to make sure that if you're not going to continue to work, that your money gets and goes to work every single day. Uh, confirmation bias, you know, emotional attachment is to investments that lead to confirmation bias. And that's where investors are going to seek information that support their existing beliefs and ignore contrary evidence. This can result in poor decision making and missed opportunities. You know, confirmation basis is probably more relevant today than it ever has been in the history. And the reason, let me give you an example. With confirmation basis, again, an investment can lead to an investor getting information that supports their existing beliefs. Mm -hmm. If I go on my phone right now and I say something like, uh, you know, how will technology stocks do in high interest? I'm going to automatically start to see ads because my phone listens to me. The searches that I type on the Internet, they listen to me. What they do is they end up providing me evidence that's confirmation basis, evidence that ultimately could you know, put blinders on you to avoid the reality of what could be the correct decision to make as well. Number six is you want to look at, you know, sunk cost fallacy. Emotional attachment to an investment can lead you to hold on to losing positions longer than you should, hoping to recoup. You know, so if you've ever had the, the thought process, I just want to get back to even and then I'll get out. You know, that's that sunk cost fallacy. So you need to have predetermined strategies that determine when to get in and when to get out. That's part of the process that we do here with our investment committee, you know, meeting, looking at our investments and having those predetermined uh, points. Uh, impatience. You know, we live in a world where I can watch 
uh, a show on uh, Saturday night, and they solve a murder mystery within an hour, right? <laughs> People today, they want to see instant gratification mm-hmm. when it comes to their investments. And so, you know, not getting that instant gratification can lead to impatience, frequent trading, incurring transaction costs, taxes, potential capital gains, penalties. Over trading can also lead to poor results. And number eight is lack of discipline. So emotional decisions, they're going to deviate from your well-thought-out investment strategy. That lack of discipline can result in inconsistent or impulsive action. So here's what we can do. At America's Retirement Headquarters, we can help you avoid making some of these uh, emotional decisions when it comes to what financial news should I listen to. And the first thing is we're going to help you develop a plan. And when we're looking at a plan for a retiree, we're looking at a plan that's a plan designed to weather 20, 30 years. So the decisions that we're going to make are not necessarily based upon today's news, but based upon getting a plan that's well thought out with strategies and helping you stick with it. You know, we believe in diversification with a sniper shot approach. We believe in practicing patience and letting the strategy work. We believe in keeping you informed along the way. If you're worried about the news and you're worried about what news you should listen to, I'd be more than happy, our team would be more than happy to sit down and have a conversation with you about your finances. If you don't want to do that, the next best thing that you could do is turn the financial news on, turn the travel channel on, and just get back to enjoying life. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're probably not going to feel great about it, and you're going to end up making some, some irrational decisions. So tune out the financial news, uh, speak with professionals who are out there, again, to educate you, to inform you, like the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, 419 794 3030. That's the phone number. The website, ARHQ.com. And to reiterate what Nolan said, if uh, that's not what you want to do, put on a comedy, something else. Just just, just detach of that and, and just enjoy yourself for a little bit. Now, Nolan, you've told us that as interest rates go up, bond values go down. And when you take the bite of inflation out, that 4% bond, well, it's now paying you 2%. And Jeremy Siegel at the Wharton School of Business tells CNBC, you know, 2%, it's not going to get it done. a year, it's good. It's the biggest in decades. However, 2% after inflation a year takes 36 years to double your money. Time you double your money in bonds, you've multiplied your money by five times in stocks. So people who tell me, oh my goodness, bonds are as good as stocks. No way for long run wealth creation. So if bonds aren't getting it done, I have to wonder, what are the alternatives? Well, I I think, you know, it's nice to see that bond prices... um, or bond yields have come up over the last year with with rates coming up. But I recently had a conversation and met with a client, and I looked at their 401k. They had like a 70-30 mix, meaning 70% equities, 30% bond Mm -hmm. funds. But when we looked at their bond fund, and if you go out and you look at like the aggregate bond index, the aggregate bond index, although yields are up, the price of bond funds are still down here uh, as of the recording here in October of 2023, year to date are still negative. So an investor in that case is still losing money on bond funds. In fact, when I looked at the the case of 10 years, you know, bond funds have been you know, very minimal. In fact, the aggregate bond index, I think the yield over 10 years is about 1%. So the question becomes, what are we going to see going forward? Uh, if we looked at the environment of the 60s and 70s, where we had, you know, uh, a high regulation, we had poor government spending, we had you know, geopolitical uncertainty, uh, kind of a lot like the environment that we lived in today. We had this problem that lasted for a long time. You know, so if we think about it and, and we look at, you know, what are the alternatives to bonds? And if not bonds, what else? 
I do believe that we're in an environment where people can take advantage of some things that are out there. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the money market accounts that are out there for short-term money. Uh, money market funds accounts are uh, significantly higher. I've seen uh, money market funds in the 5 5.5% range right now. Uh, I'm a big fan of FDIC-insured bank CDs. Again, bank CD rates right now, uh, short-term, meaning that one- to two-year time frame, are fairly attractive in that you know 5 to 5.5% five range as well. It's an interesting environment, though, because you have an inverted yield curve. So the longer you go out you know, and lock in a, things like an FDIC-insured CD, the rates actually can be lower if you use a website like bankrate.com. So the other alternative is to look at things like fixed annuities. With a fixed annuity, I think this is an interesting time in the environment where you can lock in a rate longer, three, five, or 10 years, and you can get a, a rate that is significantly higher than what you could get in other traditional investments. And when you're looking at these other products, what you're doing is you're taking the interest rate risk out of the portfolio and buying something that's not subject to the volatility of the stock and bond market. So when I ran the analysis by doing that with that 70-30 portfolio, I think it reduced the risk to the uh, end investor by about 20% hmm. and provided more consistency in the portfolio. Uh, and so the last category would be index annuities, which allows people to participate when the market goes up, but protects them when uh, the market goes down. So let's talk about what alternatives there are to bond funds specifically in your 401k. Because again, it's going to matter from person to person. This is obviously general advice, but you really want to get down to the details as it pertains to your retirement. And that is something the team at America's Retirement Headquarters will be happy to do. To get started, just give a call 419-794-3030. You can always visit them as well online at ARHQ.com. Back in 2020, uh, singing star Katy Perry and her then-fiancé Orlando Bloom, they bought a $14 million Santa Barbara mansion, but the seller tried to back out a couple days later, claiming his judgment was clouded by post-surgery painkillers. He filed a lawsuit, and now several states are considering the Perry Act uh, that would give home sellers ages 75-plus up to 72 hours to change their minds if they feel pressured into it. I have to wonder, Nolan, have you have you seen prospective clients who felt pressured on the first visit to another advisor? And what is the process like uh, when coming in for that initial meeting at America's Retirement Headquarters? Well, I, I would say that, you know, I'm blessed in the fact that I get to travel and speak at a lot of the industry conferences uh, on the topic of, you know, financial advising. And I do coach and mentor a lot of financial advisors. And so I've seen the process that other firms go through. Um, that are out there in the industry. And, and I would say that I can appreciate the fact that, you know, people sometimes are concerned about going in to quote the lion's den uh, because of the high pressure tactic that is sometimes out there in the industry. It's, you know, sometimes no different than uh, going to the car dealership. I, I know personally, I've been to a car dealership uh, in town and somebody had told me to buy it and figure out the payments later and, you know, just take the car today. Right. You know, I've seen other financial advisors who've talked about their sales process, you know, and within the first meeting, they already have the solutions put together for somebody and they're trying to get them to sign hmm. uh, paperwork to move their accounts to a new uh, investment. And, you know, it's kind of that Swiss army knife approach of, you know, there's one product that fits right for every single situation. And in reality, that's not how it works. You know, the reality is, I think, 
when you're looking at this and what people like about our process is, you know, we kind of take a comprehensive process that we've put together. You know, we really want to be the last financial advisory firm that somebody has to work with. And we also believe that the decisions that somebody makes on their finances are going to have an impact on things like their taxes or their health care or their estate plans. So you all need to kind of put it together. Uh, the other thing I would say is I give a lot of credit to the United States Marine Corps and teaching me about discipline. Um, I give a lot of credit to the conversations that I heard at the top of the stairs from my parents about, you know, the, the process of how to put things together and, you know, do the right things for the right people. So what they should expect when meeting with us is we have created a process here at our firm. That first meeting is really an opportunity for us to have a visit. During that first meeting, what they should expect is somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour and the goal of that first meeting is to really try to find out uh, what's important to them. So within our binder, what I refer to that process is what we would call our discovery process. You know, in the discovery process, we're going to figure out kind of what their goals and objectives are. We're going to talk a little bit about where they're at today. We're going to talk about, you know, what are the type of things that they want to uh, do and accomplish. We're then going to start to provide them different uh, resources available. So things like you know, how to avoid some of the biggest mistakes that we've seen retirees make, uh, figuring out, you know, what the beneficiary checklists are. We're usually going to give them some type of homework assignment, which is what we refer to as like our data intake form. And within that data intake form, we're going to gather a lot of that information. That could be things like their investment statements, uh, Social Security. It could be their, their tax returns, their insurances. We're then going to take all that information, we're going to gather that up, and we're going to put together what is called a team action plan. So a team really here at America's Retirement Headquarters means just that. We have a team of professionals that are able to look at each of the different areas. So when I have a tax question, I'm able to pick up the phone and call you know, the CPA that we work with or a client CPA and ask questions, talk to their attorney or talk to the attorney that we work with. Uh, when I'm looking at health insurance questions, I'm able to sit down with Scott and, and formulate a plan that says, what does our income need to be to help make sure that their health care costs maintain affordability? Uh, looking at the investments and stress testing the plan and saying, you know, what are the blind spots? What are the traps that are out there? What are the opportunities that maybe this particular family is missing out on where we could take it up a notch? We take that team action plan and we write it up into a summary and so the other part of the team action plan, it stands for taxes, estate planning, asset protection, and money management. So in our team action plan, we're going to go in and we're going to list out specific details of which of any of those items we feel that we can add value. In addition to that, what we're going to do is we'll also outline any type of cost that's associated with it and uh, working with our firm. Sometimes our firm, you know, has consulting services fees where we might charge a flat fee for a project. Uh, sometimes people just need insurances and maybe they'll work with Scott on figuring out a MedSup or a Medicare Advantage. You know, in those cases, the insurance companies, they compensate him and clients don't have to write out checks for those type of services. You know, maybe we just need to refer them to an estate planning attorney or, or an accountant, and that's as simple as us making an introduction. Other times they have us manage money and they choose to use, you know, our managed money solutions. But by having a written summary and action plan, 
That would allow the individual and or a husband and wife to be able to take that information home and make a good educated decision about which of any of those areas they wanted to have our firm help us out with. In addition to that, they might look at our team action plan and they might say, you know what, thanks for the feedback. We appreciate that. We decided that, you know, we're not going to move forward with this and then we would simply close the file. They don't owe us anything. Uh, They might look at our recommendations. We might have 15 recommendations. They might say, hey, we like these 10. We don't want to do those five, and that's fine. Or they might say, hey, we want to do all 15 of those recommendations. If we're going to do several different areas, maybe taxes, investment planning, asset protection, insurances, then what we're going to do is we're going to break down those series of meetings where we're focused on one topic at at a time. So we're going to have one meeting where we're just working on investments one meeting where we're just talking taxes, one meeting where we're just talking asset protection, healthcare planning. And by doing that, you know, over the next year, they're going to significantly, in my opinion, understand the entire process of having a comprehensive plan that gives them uh, much more confidence about the decisions that they need to make to have financial security to not only get them to, but as you talk about, Chris, through retirement time. Mm -hmm. So again, that's what our process is. And, you know, if somebody's listening, maybe they're like, you know, I felt like I was sold a financial product and it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Uh, Maybe I don't have a relationship. You know, maybe you're looking for that comprehensive plan. Um, I'd love to have a conversation and sit down and talk you through our process that we have here at America's Retirement Headquarters. Because when it comes to your retirement, it's not just about the income. It's not just about your investments or taxes or health. It's about all of it and how it all works together. And so having that comprehensive plan is really, I think, the way to go to make sure that your retirement is as, as solid and, you know, hopefully as, as uh, I don't know if bulletproof is the word, but, but uh, you know, going into retirement. And that is what you get with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. What you don't get is, you know, that bill of sale, a product presented to you with that first visit, because as Nolan said, it is a get to know you period. You want to make sure they are, in fact, going to be the last financial, uh, you know, services group that that you work with. It's going to be a longstanding relationship. And so you want to make sure on the same page, you guys are, are working together. They're going to educate you. They're going to, you know, empower you to make the decisions. And it all starts giving a call 419-794-3030 is the phone number. The website ARHQ.com. BlackRock is an investment company that manages eight and a half trillion with a T trillion dollars. They released a new report recently with some interesting conclusions about creating successful retirements. They included delay taking Social Security for the higher benefit, delay retirement if needed, decrease your risk, optimize your asset allocation, and use guaranteed income products like annuities. What's interesting about this, it seems like something we talk about a lot. The interesting part is that BlackRock is a very pro-market company. So is it surprising to you that they're recommending moves that are outside the risk of the market? It really is kind of surprising. If you look at that study, I do follow BlackRock and look at their capital market assumptions. And I, I think that their research team, they provide a wealth of information uh, that's available for you know either institutional or average investors. So when we look at this, what BlackRock uses a proprietary life modeling program, and they ran... 100,000 scenarios to find out, you know, how to maximize retiree spending ability, maximize the spending certainty and address longevity risk. And when we look at it, this study is just so important for those folks that are close to or in retirement time, because again, the number one concern that they have for a retiree is outliving their income. 
So this segment here and understanding how this applies to your situation, I think is crucial for those folks, again, that are close to or in retirement time. And then I would be more happy to take and have a conversation with you on our team in America's Retirement Headquarters and talk about how do you apply it to your situation? You know, how do you take this research and how do you implement it in your own individual situation? But what they found is that if adding and guaranteed lifetime income or things like a fixed annuity combined with a more aggressive allocation at the age of 65, it could generate 29% more annual spending ability, excluding Social Security, and it can reduce downside risk by 33% when compared to a standard retirement portfolio of 60% fixed income and 40% equities. Again, I could tell you a specific example of uh, somebody who had come in recently who had had a, a target date fund. We talked about this in a previous segment on our show, and the target date fund had that 60-40 allocation. You know, the, the bond funds were negative year-to-date, and in fact, the bond funds had a very low rate of return for the past 10 years. And if we're in an environment where we have like the 60s and 70s and 80s, you know, that could be a dead part of the portfolio for a while. We were able to take that uh, fixed income part of the bond portfolio, replace it with a fixed annuity. And I use our software program. In this case, we use Riskalyze Nitrogen. And it also showed the same thing. We were able to reduce the downside risk. And uh, BlackRock's example was by about 33%, producing more predictable income uh, using that strategy. The other thing I think if we look at this BlackRock study is in the first year of retirement alone, the strategy increased spending retirement savings by 35% because of the guaranteed income stream afforded individuals more flexibility to spending early in retirement time. And keep in mind, you know, when I use the word guaranteed, there's different types of guarantees that are out there. So you have things like FDIC insured guarantees. Those are things that are, you know, backed by the full faith and pledge of the United States government, but you still have to understand what the limitations are of FDIC insurance. When you talk about insurance guarantees, you also have to understand, you know, what uh, the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company is, you know, what the limitations are and and how that applies to your situation. But here's the great thing about that is if you think about folks in their younger years, that's what we refer to as the go-go years. So while they're young and able to go and do stuff, a 35% increase in the first year alone You know, this strategy can be extremely attractive for people who want to generate more income while they're able to go out there. And then the the last thing in this study it looked at is incorporating Social Security benefits into the model understands and underscores the power of delaying retirement and claiming Social Security benefits in an optimized approach. A delay from age 65 to age 67 generates 22% higher spending throughout retirement yeah, with a 21% decline to the downside risk of the portfolio. And again, all of that is, uh, you know, through that BlackRock study that they talked about, just an excellent strategy that's out there, I guess, you know, for, for numbers nerds like me. But, you know, let's let's break this down for our listeners and our clients and maybe a, a little bit more easier terms to understand why it's important to kind of de-risk and why it's important to maybe take come of this proactive step uh, to reducing risk overall in the market time. Uh, I'll use uh, Cedar Point as an example. I remember uh, Andrew, who's my son that works here. He's in college at BGSU. 
And I took him to Cedar Point when he was little. I think this this point he was about eight years old. And I had talked him into the Millennium Force and riding that with me. And he was not a, a big fan of roller coaster rides. But Dad promised to buy him a slushy if he rode with me. So I can remember the pictures as clear as days yesterday of standing in line and looking up at the, the Millennium. And we rode it, and he was white-knuckled the whole time. Um, you know, as a young kid, he was a little bit nervous about it. Um, I think to this day, he still says that I am a slushy, although I thought I bought him a slushy. <laughs> now, Carter, on my other hand, is also a height-adverse child, and uh, he's recently in high school, so he started to go to Cedar Point a couple times this year with some of his college friends, and so because he's, you know, dared by his college friends, he jumps on some of those those bigger coasters, but it's fair to say that those big ups and downs might be more thrilling and exciting as you're younger in life, mm-hmm. even though they can be scary like they were for Andrew. But it's fair to say that, you know, as you get older in life, you want to have less of those big ups and downs. And reduction of market risk is one way to accomplish that. You know, you can uh, have a smoother ride. And I think, you know, the Sunday drives really kind of mean something. And enjoying that smooth ride in retirement time can make uh, a big uh you know, difference for folks. At the same time, you know, you can't just stand still in retirement time. You've got to keep moving forward, which is why you've got to keep having your money work. Um, I would also caution when you're looking at bad investments outside of the stock market, be very careful about some of these investments that are out there that are promoted as like the get rich quick or high return type of investments. Look at how the products are financially regulated. Understand the liquidity that's out there. Understand what you're getting into. If you have something that you're not sure what you own or if you're considering something else, the most important thing to do is, again, to make sure that you talk with a licensed professional, understand what that financial product is. Um, There's no real get-rich-quick scheme that's out there. Um, you've got to make some things that are that are smart decisions, but things like delaying Social Security, decreasing risk, and optimizing your asset allocation is absolutely what we do here at America's Retirement Headquarters. So if you want to find out how to get off that Cedar Point roller coaster ride of your stock market investments at retirement time, give us a call. You know, for the first five callers, we'll be happy to run a stress test portfolio and give you some feedback on how to smooth out the ride for you in retirement time and take as this study at BlackRock does, and put the odds in your favor. Another thing that I've noticed as I've gotten older is that the roller coasters, uh, my back isn't as resilient when it comes to riding roller coasters all day. And, and so there may be some parallels there as you get as you get along older, you will probably want to get off those rides uh, and, and have a little bit more stability. The study that BlackRock found, I think a lot of the things that they, they mentioned as advice really addresses longevity, which is always a concern. And, and again, it's something that the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they help you with, help you reduce some of that risk, make sure that you still have that income coming in and address, you know, the longevity and, and the hope that, you know, you, you live a long, healthy life in retirement and you get to enjoy it and not have to worry about running out of money. Having a conversation with them is as simple as picking up the phone, giving a call, 419-794-3030. You can also go to the website as well, arhq.com. Now, some people love their financial advisor, but there are others who maybe don't know whether they're getting good service or not because, honestly, they don't really have anything to compare it to. Nolan, what's your thoughts on people seeking a second opinion about retirement planning? You know, this is one of the areas where your gut can be right. You know, your gut is telling you it's maybe time to get a second opinion. Um, maybe if you think about things in the maybe the last year, you know, if you think about what has occurred in the last year or the last two years, 
if you haven't heard from your financial professional, um, that could be another reason to, to seek a second opinion. Um, you know, maybe if your portfolio, if there, there's not being changes made to the portfolio based upon the changes that are happening in the economy, and you're told, uh, you know, just write it out. Um, that strategy might be fine for folks that have a long time until they need their retirement dollars. But as you get closer to retirement time, you really want it to be more responsive to the market and not just uh, kind of ride it out. If we look at the article that put this out, and this was an article talking about four signs it's time to fire your financial advisor, what they had talked about is the things to look for is, you know, number one, if your financial advisor ignores you, <clears throat> poor communication can quickly sour a relationship, especially, you know, when money is involved, which is why the quality financial advisor is going to lay out the groundwork in the terms of when and how often they'll check in with you. If your advisor all of a sudden stops returning your calls or emails take too long to get back to you, uh, that's a sign that you might need a new advisor. So a couple things I'll tell you about uh, that from my perspective is, number one is communication is also still a two-way street. Um, so if you have a financial concern, if something is bothering you, your advisor may not know that. It is okay to pick up the phone and call your advisor if something's bothering you. What our process is that we have here at our firm, uh, from a proactive standpoint, it's kind of like a dentist's office. We like it when a lot of our clients, we have six-month checkups. Internally, our office goes through a process called an A to Z campaign. With an A to Z campaign, everybody, we take the first letter of their last name, and then internally, we review everybody. So everybody who has the last number of uh, Baker, so Bs, all the Bs would be reviewed in one week. Our office would indicate, hey, uh, Karen Baker hasn't been in for a while, or there's an opportunity here. Let's get them on the schedule, proactively reach out to them. We also have uh, twice a year as our semi-annual economic update. It's usually in October, just like it was this year, and in February, just like it was this year. That's where we do our State of the Union address. Uh, we have a 45-minute to an hour-and-a-half presentation talking about economic market updates, sharing our thoughts, giving people an opportunity to come in uh, who have questions but know, you know what is the process and what we're doing. Um, I'm biased, obviously, but here like today on Toledo's largest talk station, uh, doing our weekly radio show for 20-plus years, and now also making that show available in uh, bites of information on our YouTube channel. Again, if you type in America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube, getting a segment that talks about you know, what our advice is on how to invest when inflation is high. And, you know, having that proactive communication plan is something that is crucial in our office. Uh, they talk about in this article, the financial advisor talks to you, not with you. So your advisor really needs to know a lot about you, your risk tolerance, your investment horizons, you know, whether you're uh, aggressive and conservative and kind of, again, breaking down what that means and the nature to achieve your individual goals. You know, they won't just be able to glean knowledge from sitting down and talking with you, and they really need to listen to you. If your advisor spends most of the meeting telling you what to do without asking you about your goals, dreams, fears, they may not have your best interest in mind. Again, watch out for somebody who always is just trying to get you to move from one financial product to another, and sometimes change isn't always the best thing. Sometimes sticking with what you have is actually the best advice. 
Uh, watch out for too much jargon, you know, too much jargon, not enough information. Investing really can be very complicated and confusing. Investors who throw up jargon uh, but don't really explain it in terms that you can understand and what's going on should throw up a red flag. Uh, either investors and advisors don't want to or don't care to give you the necessary information to understand your investments. You really got to kind of, again, try to understand that. And that's why, you know, in our process, we walk through, again, a process of developing uh, discovery. We're going to spend really our first meeting talking about, you know, your goals, your dreams, your desires. Uh, we're going to gather as much information as we possibly can, things like your investment statements, your taxes, your insurances, your estate plans. That allows us to kind of work and develop a team action plan. So we're looking at, you know, the different threats and opportunities. What are the ways that we've identified that maybe we can take it up a notch? You know, what are the things that we've identified that may be uh, blind spots that you weren't aware of? It could be uh, an outdated beneficiary form. It could be a portfolio that's maybe not optimized. It could be a tax strategy that maybe you're missing out on that, you know, we need to get a tax professional involved in, and figuring out kind of what could be the, the right approach. You know, I've been in the business for, for 29 years, and sometimes I'll use Wall Street terms, too. Uh, sometimes I need to slow down and make sure that I ask people and make sure that they understand exactly uh, how things work. Because there are pros and cons to any type of financial product or investment that's out there. And look, folks, this is your money. You need to understand how your money is. And in fact, it's my opinion that the better I educate a client about understanding their investments, understanding the process, the more likely they're going to be able to weather when times get tough. So these are the type of things that ultimately can help uh, figure out, you know, when is it right to uh, get a second opinion? You know, if you, you feel like you need that second opinion, uh, I'd love to have the conversation with you. And just, again, if we're not right, that's okay. There's no harm. There's no cost for getting together. If now's the right time, just pick up the phone. Give me a call, 419-794-3030, and let's chat. If you're your plan is, is solid and nothing really needs to be done, they're going to let you know that. And wouldn't it be good to find out? But if there is a change here and there that needs to be made, wouldn't you want to know about that as soon as possible as well? Again, complimentary second opinion. Just as a way of saying thank you for joining us here and, and you know expressing an interest in your retirement, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give a call, 419-794-3030. One last time, 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, arhq.com. Want to thank you so much for joining us today. As, as we always do, really do appreciate you spending some time with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Hope you have a great day ahead of you. Nolan, as always, grateful for the time. And as we wrap up, want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend, uh, folks. Just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of America's Medicare Associates and the Retirement Guys Formula. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, account and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.